Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. A very, very sad episode for like the first couple of minutes because then we're going to jump into some live Q&A questions. But we're here to recap everything that happened and everything that was this mess of a year for Club America. We're going to recap 2020 and we're going to give you guys our final grade for this America. We're going to break all the news. We're going to give you guys live reactions on everything that's been going in and around the world of Coapa. Obviously, Miguel Herrera has been a let go. Who will be your new coach? Is it going to be Siboldi? Is it going to be Memo Vasquez. We'll let you guys know who the front runner is here and plenty more news coming your guys' way throughout today's episode. But before I get ahead of myself any further, let me introduce tonight's co-host. It is none other than Brooklyn's very own AJ and New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo. Gentlemen, how is New York? How cold is it over there? It's brick. It's pretty cold. It's the perfect time for sweater season. Get your Timberlands on. So I'm pretty cozy right now. So. That is the most New York answer I've ever heard in yeah, my life. Yeah, with the Timberlands and stuff. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> All right, Christian, how's life? Yeah, everything's doing good, Ivan. Like you said, very sad episode. But like AJ said, I'm, I'm cold as well. That's why we're rocking this beautiful America hoodie. Get yourself one. This is not an ad, but it's just very comfy. AJ, I think you can attest to this. Um, But yeah, a lot of news coming our way today, Ivan. Uh, a lot of stuff that's happening in just recent minutes, actually. So um, just can't wait to get into it. Definitely, we're gonna have a lot of breaking news, and who knows? Maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get an episode like last time. You guys remember when uh, Guillermo Ochoa news broke and we were literally live? Yeah, yeah was that was crazy. But that who knows? Maybe it's something similar like that in this episode. We'll see. But uh, glad for all of you guys that are here. We are gonna get to all of your guys' questions. If you guys haven't done so, you guys follow us over on EY Podcast Twitter account and uh, submit any last minute questions. We have you guys covered on everything over there. And uh, yeah, it should be an interesting live Q&A later on throughout the episode. But we're going to open today's episode with all things Lady Aguilas as we do have some breaking news to cover. AJ, talk to me about a couple of exits that have happened. So if you didn't listen to last um, episode, um, the last we covered it, Diana Castas, Jenny Gonzalez, and Scarlett Lopez have left America Femini. But today as well, they have announced two more departures from the club. And those players are defender Wendy Morales and striker Marlene Campa. They have left the team. Okay. Interesting, so interesting stuff going on in and around the world of Lady Aguilar. They are on vacation, though. So uh, no one is in Coapa training or anything like that. They have been let go for the holidays. Uh, AJ, do we have a return date for them? Um, there's not a return date just yet, but just essentially just keep following everything from America Feminine. They'll give you up to date and for us too at UI Podcast. We'll let you know when the team gets back into training. But for currently, no news about it really when they get back to training. Okay. Interesting stuff. We'll see. Uh we'll see what happens. And then of course, like AJ just mentioned, make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter and we'll keep you guys updated with all things Lady Aguilas. Of course, we just want to wish uh, the best of luck to all the ladies that have departed to the club as of recently. Um and we're just awaiting to see if whether or not we're gonna get some reinforcements, AJ, because from the looks of it, the leagues uh of the other teams around the league are starting to make moves and I'm starting to get worried. Um yeah, no doubt about it. Doesn't really help when maybe like we only get linked to one player while the link player is um supposedly Renee Coyar. She's amazing, but just one sign I feel like that's not gonna be enough for America f- family for um next season. 
All righty. Well, we'll keep you guys up to date with everything. And then, of course, the ladies, uh, the Lady Aguilas podcast will come back in the upcoming year. So you guys make sure you guys stick, uh, stick around and you guys will be able to keep up to date with everything in and around the world of Coapa for the ladies. All right, gentlemen, um, we got to talk about it. Unfortunately, we have to go and direct ourselves in that direction. We have to talk America's terrible, I mean, horrific exit of the CONCACAF Champions League semifinal against LAFC. Uh, we had Ivan on last week and he gave us some great insight on as to how we could expect LAFC to come at us. I think kind of, kind of just, you know, touched upon it to a T. I think LAFC exactly came out, did their job, did the, what they had to do, played their game. Unfortunately, America just was non-present even after scoring a goal. It was really just ridiculous. Um, I mean, little to no words do I have to explain what happened, Christian. I mean, do you? I mean, no, it was the, just a downright embarrassment. Um, I really thought the team was going to finally show up and kind of just prove every, everyone wrong. Prove that, you know, the team is in a good state, that, you know, every every team goes through through, uh, through bumpy roads. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Um, things, like you said, looked looked good for us at the start uh, with the, with that early goal from, from Sebas Caceres. Um, and I really think it helped the team kind of just lift. Uh, left the spirits for for the forty five minutes, and then um and then all chaos broke out. Um, throughout throughout the first half, there was a lot of a lot of hitting, a lot of fouls. Um, player players' tempers were getting up. Um, it looked like it was getting to a lot of uh, to a lot of players. A couple couple scuffles here and there, and uh, ultimately leading to a big big fight uh, at halftime. And uh, unfortunately, our, our our coach at that time, Piojo Herrera, was was involved. Um and then from there it led it led him to to get it to be getting um you know ejected from the match, and then from there uh you know we're kind of left without a coach for in the second half and then boom the second half starts and then you know two goal two quick goals in the spring of like ten seconds happen, uh and things from there went downhill. But before we get into the second half, we gotta talk about the first half. I think after the Sebas goal, um it looked like America you know let off the gas pedal something that me and Ivan and and AJ have talked about all season long that America should not let, you know, go when they have that momentum. I think we really had them by the ropes. I really think we could have probably added another goal in there uh, to make things uh, a little bit harder for them. But unfortunately, we just kind of let off, let off the gas, let them come back into the match. And they were coming back at us uh, pretty strong. You know, shots uh, were coming in from them. Uh, you know, we, we kind of isolated uh, Vela and, and Atuesta for, for the majority of that half. Uh, and then out of nowhere, they just started to, to, to come alive again. That's something we couldn't uh, permit happen. And, and and it did so. Um, you know, I think it was it was our fault for letting LAFC grow into the match. Uh, and then you know, obviously the with, with the tempers up and everything that obviously didn't help. Yeah, no, I mean it was it was terrible. Even when we had the advantage, we never really looked like we were cementing ourselves in in the game. You mentioned it right, Christian. It just looked like our players weren't really as involved as we wanted them to. Um, and everything really just led up. I, I think uh, LAFC got under our skin, and America just didn't know how to manage it. And that's the sad thing about it because this is a new, new upcoming team, and for them to be able to do what they did to you um, is outright embarrassing. Um, it's outright embarrassing. It's it's a bit disgraceful, um, and it, you know it, it's no wonder why the fans were enraged. Because uh, and and I think I was my dad was talking to me about it when we were watching the game. It's like these players had no real sense of 
an idea of what they were trying to go out and play. Yes, they had the goal, they had the advantage, but whenever uh, whenever they felt that the game was starting to get heated up, they were trying to play on that instead of rather than play their game. They were just trying to look for any excuse to try to get an advantage, whether it be a red card, whether it be a situation where they get the other team get more yellows and they can try to capitalize that in the second half. Um, but it, it seems like whenever they had the ball, the first thing that they were looking for was that contact. It was yeah. that contact, and, and they, they never put their heads up. They never tried to play a good ball in, into uh, into Vinas or into Cordoba. It was always, you know, get a touch in, hold the ball, try to get the foul, make something happen of it. And I think that was a terrible way of managing it. And I think at that point, Piojo maybe should have done something differently. Um, and it's interesting that we mentioned him now, not ever really, really going to mention him after today's episode. Uh, it's going to be a whole different uh it's gonna be a whole different experience, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, I I just didn't like what America had uh, in 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 their in their arsenal of ideas as to how to combat LAFC. AJ, I don't know how did you see this game because it, it, overall it was frustrating all around. It was a tale of two halves. Like once again, I just felt like yeah, we got the goal at that point, and then I felt like just like we were trying to send medicines. Like yeah, we're going through them. Kind of like um, it's never over. We scored the one goal. We could try to build a leap lead up on that, but it just felt like when the fouls and the scuffles just like happened left and right, I feel like, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a pretty game. And essentially from that second off, I think it just went to show like, yeah, I think America just like lost and really did not have much of a response left. They just really hope there was a window of opportunity for them, but I feel like the opportunity never really came after that. The two goals from like Vela within the span of like a minute, I'm just like, okay. At the pro, I'm just thinking, like, what are we going to do now? And I feel like I make it really didn't have responses. And especially when we were getting a lot of players yellow carded at that point, and then Bioho just making questionable substitutions. I'm like, I don't see how this is going to help our team in any way possible. And then the nail in the coffins in the in the 95th minute, where Latif Blessy just scores the final goal for LAFC in the final goal of the match. And at that point, it's just like, yeah, no, this is the America team that I know in heart that goes out the pitch and play with a hundred percent it just this one this time it just didn't really feel like even from the goal i just feel like i'm not comfortable with this lead yet but no i get you i get you and then we have a comment here from chris saying uh the most frustrating thing about this game was uh oh, sorry excuse me the most frustrating thing about the game is the goals come from defensive mistakes. LAFC were the better team, but America gives mm-hmm. away those goals in my opinion. And Chris is right. I think Chris is hundred percent on the dot here. If America doesn't make these defensive mistakes, I think we see a whole different game. Do we still maybe get concede a goal? Probably because it didn't look like America had an answer for the pressure. It was just soak up the pressure, hope Ochoa can keep everything out, and we're just going to hoof the ball up. I kid you not. I don't know how many times. I lost track. I promise you I lost track. I don't care. I just saw the defense just hoof the ball up. I haven't seen clearances like that since Hunley League. It was just so premature of what the defense was doing. There's no idea to try to play out the back. No idea of trying to just relieve the pressure by maybe giving it to a winger and him having to hold up the ball and make a play happen. It was just kick the ball as far as you can and then let them come back to us. We'll try to defend it. Mm-hmm. That is not that is not the mentality of a championship winning side. Let's be honest here, right? Yeah. And we knew that regardless of what was going to happen, we knew that we were going to mm-hmm. concede eventually because... We know that this America side doesn't have the best defense. And if you're playing kickball to save your life, you know that something bad's, bad's about to occur. And yeah. then, like AJ mentioned, those two mistakes oh. and just a blink of an eye, it's ridiculous. It and, doesn't uh, those mistakes are just ridiculous. My bad. But no, just like the first goal, 
if not mistaken, Sebas Gasses had the ball and just should have just passed, I think it was, to Vera. I'm like, why did you do that? Vera scores, and I'm like, okay, they tied the game up. And then one of the LAFC players managed to get a wonderful um, cross right to Vela. Ramon Juarez was pretty much just left behind, just had no clue what happened until he turned back to see Vela was behind. Scored the goal pretty much the exact same way like the first goal. I'm just like, okay, that's that's ridiculous just to see how we managed to lose a lead within the span of just two minutes. Did you have any hope of us getting back into this game, Christian? Um... At that moment, no. But then, um, you know, I I think America did did a, a I wouldn't even say a good job. It was more like a, I guess like a, a half decent job of trying to get back in. It's just the the it was the same thing. I think I think Piojo went into into panic more right away and just you know started doing the crossing and then the subs didn't help at all. And which I really don't understand the subs at all. Um, I I really hope one of, one of you guys can explain to me what the hell those subs were because uh, I thought he put us in more of a bigger hole than, than he was trying to dig us out of it. Um, but let's go back to the goals, though, to the LAFC goals. Uh, coming into this tournament, we, we knew we were going to be shorthanded and we knew that our defense hasn't been, you know, the best all season long. Coming into this, we have our first-year defender, Sebas Cáceres, uh, an experienced center back, Ramon Juarez, and then just a left back who we, we don't even know at this point who the hell the left back is, right? So pretty much when they had Jorge Sanchez, who was out of form, um, you kind of expected, you know, LAFC to kind of to kind of get a couple goals in there. Um, I I just wish that we we kind of did something about it to 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 reinforce it. You know, maybe maybe have have also Gonzalez and Santi Cáceres in there to kind of help out uh, in 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 any defensive matter, uh, knowing that you're you're leaving Ramon Juarez and Sebas Cáceres against Vela. Um, that's that's mo- most likely not going to end well, and they clearly showed why it wasn't going to end well. Um, I understand trying to put in your trust into young players like that, but this probably wasn't the moment to do so. Um, and and if you 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 definitely had options to kind of relieve that pressure. Uh, so uh, once again, I'll, I'll I'll talk it off to Piojo on t- to getting this game wrong again. Um, this, uh, but I don't think there was any other option. I I just said the option. You could have just put Oso Gonzalez and Santi Cáceres together. We saw what also Gonzalez did against Chivas, and he was. You had also Gonzalez on the bench to kind of relieve the to relieve defensive duties from them. We didn't have also Gonzalez. Also Gonzalez didn't travel to that's the Champions League. Uh, very, that's very tricky, right? Santi Navera. So we had no options. <laughs> Santi, Santi Navera. He's a CDM. That's the best thing you have, but the problems you put him in way too. I don't know why I was thinking also Gonzalez. I was thinking Santi Navera. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I feel that. like when you make that but, but it goes back to kind of your same argument is that he's an unexperienced youngster. Correct. That, I mean, at that Correct. point, you're just you're, you're just chucking it up to fate as well at that point. I understand that. But, but, right, but it's, it's, completely it's, wrong. it's still having a defensive minded player in that area as well to kind of just keep people aligned and stuff, you know. Because we all know Jorge Sanchez wasn't going to be that, that, that kind of leader leader in the back. We had no leader in the back. Except Ochoa, but and what did Ochoa do there? I mean, he did as much as he could try to organize them, but I mean, as a goalkeeper, you, you can yell only so much, and it's up to them to to follow your instructions, you know. But I also fall, I also fall Santi Cáceres for this as well. Oh, he went from here. He went hero to zero within the span of like one minute, pretty much. I'm scoring a goal to making that big error. So. No, 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 not Sebas. I meant no, Santi. He said, uh, he said oh, Santi Cáceres. Oh. 
He yeah. was on his way out. We knew we all. Yeah, knew we that knew that. But and the way that he, and the way he was playing, it just showcased that he was on his way out. And that's the no, sad but, thing. I think yeah. I, I'm with you there, Christian. I think that's the most frustrating part about it is that you got a player who's already thinking that they're on vacation mode, and this is really not a competition that they even take for lightly, whatever reason, because they're gonna leave. And and I, I that's the wrong. But again, it's like who do you put in? Uh, you know, Naveda. And but what if he gets eaten alive by that LAFC defense, right? It's just, uh, and then we're here criticizing Piojo why he uh, why he put in a youngster and not put in you know a more experienced player like Santi. I think really there is no there was no way that Piojo could have won this argument unless he won the game. Unless he won the game, it's, correct? It, that was the I most mean, simplest thing to avoid all of this and probably keep his job. Um, but let's let's I'm, be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, well. Uh, the the in the in the topic of his job, we'll get that to a little bit later. But I, I think I'm with you, Ivan. Uh, you said it. I don't know if it was last last podcast or the podcast before, but you said if America does not win the Champions League, he would get six months. And I and I agree with you. Um, and I I don't think you know losing to LAFC was the reason why. Uh, Piojo is no, that's not right he, now. That's not why. He's okay, so we're on the same page. Okay, moving forward now. Um. Let's talk about those subs, AJ. Um, I don't know if you have the 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 game the game sheet out there, but can you just read me off the subs that were made uh, on our part? Mm-hmm. I got you with that right now. So right. 50th, in the fiftieth minute, we took Ramon Juarez out, a defender, when we were down two one for for Royer Martinez. Okay. In the sixty eighth minute, we took Richard Sanchez out, a midfielder for Andres Ibarguen. We th- and then in the 83rd minute, we decide to take Cordova out and we put on Lotto Escobosa. Then, 83rd minute again, well, we made more substitution, two more. We put we took Leo Suarez out and we put Sergio Diaz in. And at the same time, we then took Santi Casas out and we put Santiago Naveda in. Okay. I mean, let's 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 face it. The the people who came off the pitch, I I, I will say this though, I would have liked uh, Ramon Juarez to stay in the match rather than Casas. Um, I think he had a much better game, and I think uh, we don't give him credit, but the first 45 minutes, I think he had Vela uh, on check. I, I, I think he had an idea of what he was playing against. I, I liked him. He was very he was being very physical with Vela. I mean, he wasn't literally man-marking him, but whenever he stepped into the zone where he was marking, Pardis was on him, like just on him. It's just so happens that in in the you know in the second half he just yeah I mean like I said for 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 most of the first half and maybe maybe it wasn't towards you know maybe the I guess thirty fifth and on you know I think America did a very good job in containing any any star player from LAFC Uh, and like you said Ivan I think I think that Ramon Juarez and Sebas Casas for that matter of fact had a had a very good first half Um, it's just you know things really do change on their head very very quickly. Uh, and then, like like AJ said, uh, Sebas Casas went from hero to zero in literally thirty seconds. Uh, so you know, it's 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 definitely not not the ideal situation to be if you're a youngster. Um, what I do hope is, I think that from the pressure that Ramon gave before this match, it seems like uh, he's he's very mature for his age, and I really hope this experience uh, helps him. Uh, you know, helps him grow in, instead of putting him down. Uh, a lot of times we see youngsters uh, be put in situations like this. Um, mess up and then just don't regain Jorge Sanchez. Um, so this is definitely, I think, an experience that need, they both need to take uh, and and just grow with it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting whether or not Sebas comes out of this on the other side better or worse 
for those mistakes. Um, and look, we can sit here and talk about the what ifs and if Seba doesn't make that mistake, what happens? The reality no, yeah, of, of, the, course, of, 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 of the matter of fact is the mistakes were made, but nothing was made of it afterwards. There was no, uh, there was no intensity. Uh, there was no real drive from any player. The players that we wanted to step up, like Vinas, like Cordoba, and yet again, I sit here and I stand in front of you to slander him again. And I hope no one actually comes at me this time because I've said it throughout the whole season. Whenever I did, I got criticized. This is because I could see, and now you guys all. All see it as well is that this man just does not show up in the biggest of moments when America needs a player like him to carry the team on its shoulders. And that's what frustrates me the most. This is such a confidence-based player that he needs to have these kind of good string of games just to pull something together. And that's not the type of caliber of player that needs to be going to Europe. You know? Yeah. If no, you're, if you're trying to demonstrate that you're capable of going out there and playing for some of the biggest teams in European football, then you should be able to put on a half decent game against an MLS side that doesn't even have four years of existence. Yeah. No, and if honestly, you're not even able to do that, then I think that showcases that you're not ready to make that step. You're not ready to make that jump. Yeah. No. Definitely. And he should be worried about that because he's not. He's not that 22, 23 year old anymore. He's climbing up there. Yeah, no, that's 100%. The thing, that's, that, that's the thing that should worry us the most. But you're right. You know, these players just didn't show up. There, there, was, there was no real tragedy. Uh, look, the fight that happened within uh, the, the last couple minutes of the first half and whatever blew up in, in during halftime, that got into the player's head. And look, Christian, you and I can attest to this. We've been in situations where you're heated, you're in the moment, and any little foul, you're looking for, for any excuse to get riled up, right? But I think at that moment, you need to have as cool of a head as possible, not just as your coach, because we talked about this. And Bill has a really uh, has a lot of blame to do what he uh, because of how he acted throughout halftime. All right, so let's, let's talk about it. As well. so I think let's talk about the halftime scuffle. Yeah, I, I think as a player coming out of that. And, and, and I do want to put some blame on the captain, which was Ochoa, the fact that he wasn't able to kind of cool. Well, this maybe the heads were cool. But I don't think they, they were switched on as soon as second half started, right? I felt like everything was very nonchalant. They just thought, we have them, uh, we have them pressed up against the corner. We should be good. And then, of course, the mistakes happen. And then, you know, we know what happens then. But I, I, I just, I, I didn't see kind of that cool-headedness, that, that, that level-headedness that, that you need, that it takes in order to, take that, to make that step into, to transition from just being a good team to a championship-winning team. And I didn't see that level-headedness. No, definitely. Um, and and there's a lot of players like that. Uh, Ochoa being one of them. Uh, Santi Cáceres, I think, I think should have um, should have really just backed down from it. Uh, you know, there, there there's a time and place to to get in your opponent's face uh, for for actions that they commit. Uh, um, and like Ivan said, uh, the players are to blame. But I think AJ can agree with me here. I think this is overall overall the biggest blame is probably Piojo. He should be the one kind of trying to get go back into the locker room, get your players back in the locker room, get them level-headed, get them cool-headed, remind them that there's only 45 minutes left in order to advance to another final. But instead, he was he was out there, you know, doing his shenanigans. Um, AJ, I don't know if you have any additional comments to that. If I want to have any additional concept, it's just like, you're a manager. Your job is essentially to lead the team to victory at the very end of the day. But when those actions that you showed at halftime and wanting to argue with another person, whether it's the calls and system out, whatever that can be. And then you proceed to think your answer was just then throw a punch back. That worries me. It's then saying like, yeah, that's your team's manager and that's what they're going with. 
And then for him to then get red card right on, not even appear on the sideline by the second half, all the pressure that then go on to the assistant manager, you know the assistant manager is going to be accompanying the manager at all times. But when, when you're playing with the task, it's like, yeah, the main manager is gone with the red card. He's up there saying there with the walkie, with the walkie-talkie, having to dictate what the next ones are going to be. I feel like assistant manager is going to be worried. It's like, how do you put someone like that in a very big game like this in the CONCAF Champions League to just one game away from a foul, and you, then you do something like that? That's un- that's ridiculous, and I feel like that should not be an example of what marriage should be doing. As you mentioned before previously, yes, they calm, cool, and collective. No matter, I feel like what the situation can be. Yes, you can be vocal, but I think you shouldn't get to the point where you have to then use a bad expression like to curse someone out or to even get physical at all. Look what I if I need to make the kind of what Bob Bradley did of LAFC. He was arguing, but it was with um, Gilberto Adame, the assistant coach at Mega. They decided to just go run down the tunnel instead of just like, okay, I'm going to complain, but like, I'm not going to say anything. Then you see Piojo doing that. So it's inexcusable. You're right. You're right. And I think it shows right here, Chris saying, look, the coach should be the one to keep the team calm and Piojo lost his head. Even when he was uh, ejected out of the game, he was arguing with CONCACAF security. I mean, it, it, the reality of it is, is that this is the reason why Piojo lost his job. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. This is the reason why it's not because we lost against LAFC. It's not because we made some mistakes and they overturned the game in less than two minutes. It's because Piojo lost his, his cool. Obviously the fight broke out and let's face it. I mean, you, you're, you're the manager of the biggest team in, in, in CONCACAF. And uh, you, you're really throwing, you're, you're you're really just scraping us by the mud, if uh, if that is your actions, right? Because let's face it, he's the head, he's the face of this team in a sense, and so for his actions to represent the club in that manner, uh, it doesn't put us in in, in a promising position at all. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, yeah, it, it's unfortunate, but we know that uh, you know every action has a consequence, and because of that, we're sitting here, manage, uh, you know, without a manager, and now he's looking for a new job. Yeah. So. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's that. That's that's a matter of fact, and it's. It, I don't know. It's just frustrating. And of course, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that uh, that I wasn't riled up because I, uh, throughout the moment, right? Because this is your team, this is your players, these are people that we cover week in and week out. So you know, you, you've grown some attachment to it. Like when the trouble was on the floor, like I was ready to go fly out to Orlando and find out at Westa. Like, don't get me wrong, but yes, it's, we it's... know. We know by your Twitter. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and I still stand to this day. It's a, um, he's not playing right now currently, so that's good. He's not, but um, but but at the end of the day, and 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 you just have to take a step back, and I don't think anyone really did that. At the end of the day, that solved nothing. Get into a fight, get into a, you know all of that stuff. It got honestly it, it led to nothing. Honestly, if you want to sum up America's twenty twenty, it was this match right here. One hundred percent. From Piojo losing to, uh, from Piojo losing his head, uh, to losing a game by defensive mistakes, uh, to not having any identity, to no superstar showing up. This is literally America twenty twenty in ninety minutes, right there. In a nutshell, practically in a nutshell. That's um, odd. so let's 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 add a little bit more comments here. Uh, look, remember the final against uh, Montreal? Pipa stepped Montreal up. Yeah. My boy, was what we lacked. Yes. Definitely. No one stepped up to the moment. Uh, we have another one here. This isn't the first time Piojo has done this, and mm-hmm. they definitely won't be the last time. You know, he's a character that definitely doesn't back yeah. down to anything, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, some people applaud, uh, 
applaud him for that. Other people shame him for that. At the end of the day, that's the way the man is. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, he punched uh, a reporter in the airport. Yeah. <laughs> you he, know? Called, he called the referee uh, a word that we cannot say on this podcast. Yes. Uh, um is a, a lot of a lot of negative yeah, a lot things of stuff. To, um that follows like you, said, you said that's his personality it's just you know when 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 time comes in and then and when when the higher ups tell you to to calm down and you know be a little more um i don't know it's more human <laughs> more respectful yeah. uh you know he needs to realize uh the institution he's representing um will let it slide once uh don't do it again unfortunately you did it again and um you know, now everyone knows the consequence. Definitely. And at the end of the day, America ended up losing three to one. Like AJ mentioned that Which last is the most goal. important part. We lost. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, America lost, you know, there was really no sense of, you, you just looked at the pitch and you said, who, who in this right mind in this team is going to change it for us. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and if you look on paper, anyone that, does, that doesn't follow America could be like, Oh, but you had him, you had him, you had him. But at, at the end of the day, if you're watch, if you're watching that game and you mm-hmm. know what this team was was uh, this current situation, you looked at them and you said, "There is no one here that I would bet a hundred dollars that I could easily know that they were going to change something." That's what the bad thing is, and I feel we've gone to a point where it's like on paper to look good, but like if you watch the games all the time, it's kind of just like we're hopeless. Like, what is this team gonna do? Like, like you said, when you hear like someone like Royer, if you thought about what he was when he first arrived to the team, you'd be like, "Yo, he could do some nuts." Like, oh. We're playing. Everyone just kind of said we've gone playing with ten men. Then at that point, I'm like, that's how bad things are. When the point any substitution we can make, we're like, yeah, they're not gonna do nothing for this team. It's kind of too late. Or even if it's early on, it's kind of like, but why though? Why like why this substitution? For what reason? Definitely, definitely. All right, then. Um, I mean, look at the end of the day, it it is what it is. America lost, and we had high hopes for this competition, but. We kind of dwindled them a little bit once we saw uh, the amount of injuries that we had. That definitely didn't help. And um, just at the end of the day, overall poor. And again, if if it wasn't a fac- fracaso now, it definitely is after these uh, after these last run of games. Not only against LAFC, but the terrible display that we had against Atlanta United. At the end of the day, America just overall terrible. And look, as crazy as it sounds, I think it's time to clean house. You know? Trying to clean house, and it's time to get rid of a lot of these players, and probably name like maybe five or six players that deserve to stay. Um, out of a roster of twenty three plus, that says a lot. You know, that says a lot. Um, and one of them's injured, so yeah, that, that should tell you where we're at in this situation. But um, I mean, overall, gentlemen. If we have to recap this year of 2020, we knew the Apertura was just, I mean, just terrible. This Guardianes Apertura was terrible for America in the sense that we made the playoffs but got knocked out by Chivas in a terrible fashion. Um, just had no identity. Yes, we were very unlucky with injuries and all that stuff. But at the same time, we know what this institution represents. You know that the expectations are always going to be high regardless of what your squad is looking like. Um and we just didn't step up to the plate. And prior to this, when we were talking about the Clausura of 2020, it wasn't looking good either. I mean, we had just freaking lost against Cruzul before the, the tournament got suspended. Um, again, we looked very much spineless. We, we had no identity. Uh, defense crisis all over the place. I, I, I mean, you're right, Christian. It's a terrible year for America. And it's definitely a year to forget. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and, you know, we'll get into it 
a little bit more later when when we have a lot of questions here and 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 in comparison to previous squads. Um, it's just um, I think I think Biojo's departure is is a sign of of of, of change needs needs to happen. Uh, and and I'm just glad that the, that the board you know opened opened their eyes and said you know what something's not right something's not right here. And if um if we need to just change it, it'll start from 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 the head coach and then we'll work our way into the players. Um, but, but I mean, this season's just been a complete disappointment as an America fan. Um, you know, after, after last year, you brought us to a final and this year is just nothing short of just embarrassment from all parts. Uh, stuff needs to change. And I really hope 2021 is a, is a better year for us. Hopefully it's a better year for the rest of the world as well. But I mean, Please. that's, that's, that's another topic of discussion that we're maybe not qualified to talk about, but, um, it's uh it, it's definitely been a year to forget AJ. It's definitely been a year of torment, uh, agony, pain, suffering, all those uh, all those vocabulary words that we tend to use in our group chat. But um, let me ask you this: Is this the right decision? Yes. Change needs. I like it. Change need change need to be made because I feel like if we stuck with with this manager. I really don't know what the future was going to hold for America because the Lakers was filled with uncertainty. I feel like this season, like what has happened for when we go back to the Copa GNP for Mexico, going to the regular season with the injuries, just how we exited out in Leguia and then came into CONCACAF and those two final games that we had in the season. It just, for me as a fan, it brought a lot of uncertainty. like, can we even do anything for the next couple of seasons that are up ahead? So it's just like, a change was needed to be made. In order for in order for um anything to happen, you need to just start with the first. As Christian mentioned, start out with the manager, and then from there on, you do a little down into the team and see what other pieces can you pick out and replace with new um pieces in order to improve the team. Oh, I completely agree with you. Um, you guys are are you guys a firm believer of that the universe sometimes sends you signs? Um, maybe, maybe so. Um, it's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, uh, it's, so this is, this is why I'm asking. I know this is oh, okay. asking, um, but because look, if, if, if that's the case, then maybe the universe was sending us signs with all these injuries, all these consistent players being in and out of the club because, you know, these, mis- these, these injuries that sometimes are, were more borderline, just mysterious in how mm-hmm. they were picked up. Yeah. And maybe it's the universe saying, look, it's time for things to change. It's time mm-hmm. for things to go in a different direction for America. Um, and maybe we need it this, this year. Maybe at the end of the day, when we look back two, three years from now, and we say, you know what? That year was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, no, definitely. And like, like, like I said previously, I really hope uh, change does come. Uh, change in, in all forms of the, of the club. Uh, and, and we just look up from here, you know? Definitely. All right, gentlemen, we're going to wrap up this review because it's practically what it is of not just the CONCACAF Champions League, but the whole year of 2020 as a whole for America. And I want your guys' grade. AJ, you gave the ladies a B minus. What are you giving the men? C minus. Oh, AJ, that is that is still very too generous of you. Christian, what are you giving the men? Um, A D. A D. I'm going with Christian. I give him a D. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think there was moments. There was some very good moments in 2020. Don't get me wrong. It's not to say that America had the worst year ever. Like we lost every game because literally if, if, if you've 
this is the first podcast you hear of us, you'd think that America lost everything possible and we're just completely terrible. There was moments of brilliance. There was some spark. There was moments where players actually showed up. It was the fact that there was a lack of consistency, again, a word that we consistently use in this podcast. It was a lack of no identity. It was the fact that we just didn't know what America said was going to show up week in and week out. And games where you thought America should definitely be dominating, only managed to walk away with a 1-0 victory if, even if, America was able to get that. So at the end of the day, I think a grade of a D is a pretty good result. Which again, at the end of the day, is definitely a fracaso. And our good beloved Mr. Dylan Jimenez, our beloved cowboy, says his grade is a Z. And if you know, that is a very strong grade from our beloved cowboy, AJ. Do you agree? I mean, I, I, when I think of Z, it's a snooze fest. So I kind of think of like it's time to forget. So yeah, you know, I agree with them. Definitely. All righty then, gentlemen. That wraps up Club America's 2020. A year to forget is going to be the title. And hopefully we never have to come and relive any of the situation. All right, gentlemen, before we jump on into the Q&A, two things to take care of before we do so. First things up is we want to thank our sponsors, Footcall, for making this year a great reality for us. We've partnered up with them. And if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys check them out over on footcall.com. If you guys like any of the stuff that they have to offer, you guys can use discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Again, that is discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. And I just want to give a huge shout out to Mickey and Brian, who are uh, co-founders uh, of this uh, great company. And we just want to say thank you for uh, entrusting us to be one of your guys' partners. Actually, your only exclusive partner. And uh, look, we are beyond uh, blessed. And, and then we are beyond thankful for the opportunity. And we hope that, uh, you know, 2021 brings uh, some great moments between the both of us and uh, just excited. And again, thank you for calls for making this uh, a possibility, a reality and for sponsoring today's episode. All right, gentlemen, before we talk about our Q and a, before we get to the great questions that everyone has been sent or, or uh, that everyone has sent in or is sending in, if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys send in your questions, but um, Christian, I know a lot of news and updates have been happening in and around the world of America right now. Uh, so much that I don't know if we have enough time to cover everything. But let's talk about the big stuff. The transfer rumor of a new manager. Who is coming in? Who is the front runner? Will we get a new manager before Christmas? Or is this something that's going to have to wait before New Year's? Mm -hmm. Okay, so first things first. Obviously, obviously, um, Piojo is no longer uh, the coach at Club America. Um, it, it came to, came to us Monday, Monday, Monday afternoon, I would say, right? Monday, like kind of midday. Um, it was announced and all Twitter broke hell. Um, you know, I, I think this was coming, um, like, like me and Ivan said earlier, I don't think it was because of the results. Um, I think that the board was going to give him six more months to kind of fix this mess and then go from there. Unfortunately, you know, um, off the pitch activities is what cost him the job. Uh, so Bioho is no longer in. So now that leaves us with no coach. Um, two weeks ago to the tournament starts, to the new season starts, and there's a lot of, 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 a lot of names being thrown in that pot. Um, you know, you have, you have from, from Siboldi to, to Memo Vasquez, to Rafa Puente Jr., to, to Gallardo, to, to, I don't know, man, to, to Yoda. Um, there's just, <laughs> it's just everyone. Master Yoda. <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will take a Master Yoda at the front runner of America. 
It's just oh, every everyone everyone's names being thrown in the pot. Obviously, everyone wants to have their say on who gets to be the next coach at Club America. Um, what I can say right now is, um, you know, the, the search is 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 not limited, but it's doesn't go it doesn't expand uh, more than five coaches. Um, there's a lot of talks of. America wanted to bring in a foreigner uh, for to be a coach, preferably uh, preferably a Spanish coach. Um, that was that was the idea, but unfortunately, the board just doesn't have enough time to get that done. Uh, that being that the new season starts on January eighth, and players do report back on December 29th. so there was just not enough time to get that done. Um, maybe in the future that could be a possibility, but for right now, that is off the table. Um, the now let's talk about the candidates who are available. Uh, there's there, there there's quite a few that have been thrown around. Uh, obviously, a big one was Antonio Mohamed. Uh, I think this one could be could be safely discarded. Uh, I don't think uh, Mohamed will be coming to Club America. Um, I, I know a, a lot of people are very 50-50 on this, and it's very interesting. I would like to know why. Uh, I thought that Mohamed uh, had a had a decent, uh, had a good run uh, at it uh, the first time he was there, but he will not be there. Um, I The latest report I read where he was dealing with a lot of personal problems back in his home country. So uh, right now a job isn't isn't really what he's looking for right now. Uh, he'll try again back in the summer right now. It doesn't seem like he wants to be uh, he wants to be coaching right now, but obviously that stuff can change. Um, let's talk about the two candidates that have been very, very strongly rumored to come to Cuba America. One of them is Memo Vasquez. Um, this is a coach that I think comes to a lot of, uh, a lot of surprise to a lot of people. Um, I don't think uh, in 2020, I would be saying that Memo Vasquez could be a candidate to coach Club America, but he's there. Um, this is, uh, I, I think, uh, an option that the board really likes for some reason. Uh, me personally, and I think I speak for Ivan and AJ, um, I don't think we would like Memo Vasquez at Club America. I think they are, there are other candidates that are better suited for the job. Um, it's just that Memo Vasquez really hasn't had any success as of recent. Um, and for, for me... On uh, the teams that he has coached, he really hasn't implemented his play style. And now that could be to the lack of, uh, I guess, quality of players that he has had. But I just don't see any ideas uh, to, to, to his football. Uh, and, you know, just right now, it doesn't seem like a good fit. Um, right now, uh, the strongest candidate, and it seems like I can safely say it's at, um, at an 85% chance of happening. It is uh, uh, Robert Siboldi. Uh, who actually got fired from Cruz Azul just a couple weeks he ago. He quit? He quit. Yes, he quit. You're right. He did quit. Uh, but he was going to get fired either way. Uh, let's be honest here. So, uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, Siboldi is the front runner right now currently to come to Club America. I personally think this is the best choice out of everyone that's been rumored to come to us. Um, he has an idea of football. Uh, he, was, he was implementing it well with Cruz Azul. Uh, you know, Cruz Azul did have a, a very good squad that that did help him in that process. But um, he had them playing a good good footy for for about for about a year. Uh, and to me, honestly, I think they were the only team that could probably compete with Leon this season. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, so I I, I think I, I would welcome this choice. Um, I think AJ, if you can give me two seconds of your time, Tiboldi, yes or no? Yes. Ivan, yes or no? Not if Yoda's on the table. Dude. Okay, well. Let's just say Yoda's <laughs> not on the table. Then yes, of course. I, okay. I think this is this is the most reasonable. All right, uh, AJ, quick thoughts on Tivoldi. Um, he'd be a good fit. He's been to finals. He's helped Santos won a title. He's gone recruit. He's almost gotten Cruzazu to a final. Yes, unfortunately, mm-hmm. semifinal. But all in all, I feel like he has the cause of a magic that could definitely take a team into a Liga Mekis final. Ivan, quick thoughts. 
I think he's the right manager to come in at the moment. Is he the long-term manager that America is looking for? I mean, only time will tell. I mean, right. he's not the type of manager to jump in and around clubs unless the, you know, circumstances, you know, like uh, this one. Yeah, like this one happened, but um, yeah, and he's also manager that I think is going to be firm and and he's going to want players. He's not going to want these so-called hidden gems and try to you know play it safe, try try to play it risky. No, he's going to want players. He's going to want people that are proven, and he's going to want players that can come in and do the job. And I think America is going to have to uphold to those demands. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Um, I, I'm on the same board with you guys. Like I said, I think this is the strongest candidate that we have right now, uh, currently. Uh, available and um, I, I I would welcome him. Uh, it seems like he, like he, he could bring a lot to this team. Um, and like you said, Ivan, you know he he he's, he's in demand this player. So uh, hopefully we get them. Dealing over here saying Romano uh, over Siboldi. Um, and I, I will take that. I will take that. I, I look at this point. If if we're just gonna crash and burn, let's crash and burn the best way possible. Let's yeah. just go back to that terrible time in 2008, 2009, oh, no. Oh, no, uh, and remember. just relive all that pain. Um, but so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, someone put yeah. something. I'd rather have my mom be oh the coach. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So now, uh, back to back to Ivan's Ivan's uh, question. You know, will this happen before Christmas? Uh, it's looking likely. Um, like like I said, players have to report back um, to um, to training at the 29th. Um, the last thing I heard was that this coach will be decided no later than Friday, which is Christmas. Uh, so yes, I, I think I think America will have their coach before Christmas. Um, and who knows? Maybe we we we'll, we'll all wake up the twenty fifth, and then America will tweet out that we have a new coach. Uh, will it be Cibaldi? It's looking like the strongest one right now, but obviously things can change. Um, any any rumors? Any chance for rumors? Obviously, right now today we we knew. Oh, we got to know that Santiago Cáceres is no longer a part of Club América. His loan has uh, has ended. He will be going back to Spain, um, and that is that. Um, I don't think we're gonna miss him that much. Um, it, it seemed like he he was a player that that uh, it looked like he was gonna offer a lot, and just ended up disappointing the whole fan base. Uh, just quick thoughts: Santi Cáceres, uh, he wasn't needed anymore, correct? Yes. Yeah, no, Bless. He He's needed. gone. Okay. Thank God. All right, so that that's that. Um, and in terms of players coming in, it's just right now Pedro Aquino is the closest to coming in. Um, it's it's America is advancing in the negotiations. Obviously, with everything with Pio Herrera, those everything regarding players ha- has just halted for right now. But the last time uh, Pedro Aquino was visited, uh, it was advancing and it was advancing in a good way. So hopefully, you know, Pedro Aquino can become a Cuba America player and kind of just, I guess, fill in that hole that Santi Cáceres did leave. So it should be a priority, and uh, and I hope Siboldi, if it is him or whoever it is, uh, just demands this player because I think this could be an interesting player for us, especially in that midfield, which you know we definitely help in. Uh, so that is all the news for right now. Um, like I said, if um, there's anything anything coming up, there's news coming in by the minute. Uh, follow us at Eagle Eye Podcast, and I'll do my best to keep everyone updated. Definitely. So if you guys uh, don't want to miss any second of it, if you guys want to be well informed, if you guys want to be at that Christmas table talking to your tío as to why America's going to be getting Siboldi instead of Memo Vasquez, make sure you guys follow us on uh, Twitter and you guys can have all the news leading up to that. But uh, as Christian said, you know, everything's uh, just happening so fast and we'll see what uh, 
We'll see what happens. So, uh, yeah, I mean, as, as far as players go, uh, look, you have to get the new manager in, and then I think yeah, the players and, start coming in as well. Of course, yes, and that is the plan, obviously. And uh, they want they want their manager in ASAP. They can start learning the current squad and what players need to leave and what players need to go out. One question I have for all of you, all of you right now in the chat, Ivan Ages is the only question I last, the last question I last before we get into these trillions of questions that we do have. Under the new coach, whether it be Siboldi, Mevo Vasquez, Yoda, does Roger Martinez come back to life? No, he doesn't. No. No? Okay. Let's get on with the Q&A. All righty then. Well, with that said, um, like Christian did mention, we have some Q&A questions. Christian will be prompting them up on the screen. Yes. I will be reading them, and we will be discussing and answering all your guys' questions. Before we do start these, this Q&A, I do want to say thank you so much to every single one of you that have submitted your questions, and to every single one of you listening right now, to all of you watching at home, um, to all of you that have followed us throughout this whole year and even prior years to this, uh, we want to say thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Um, you know, the reason why we get up in the morning uh it's not to go to work is uh to make sure that we can get out here and do the best job that we can uh you guys mean the world to us the, the fact that we have a community the fact that we have a listening base out there the fact that people tune in to watch this interact with us over on twitter on instagram even here on youtube um really means the world to us and we just want to say thank you again from the bottom of our hearts from everyone here at the eagle podcast even from dylan himself who is uh working behind the scenes a um it means the world to us. So thank you so much. We uh, we hope that we we're making you guys proud. And believe me uh, when I tell you this, that we're working and we're striving very hard to continue to work better and and to give you guys a much better 2021 in regards to coverage, graphics, tweets, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, we just hope to keep growing the family and can to keep giving you guys uh, the best content out there in regards to Las Aguilas del America. All right, gentlemen, let's get into this Q and A. Christian, will you prompt up the first question that was submitted? Of course. Us. All right, and then shout out to Chris96. We're also here on the chat, if I'm not mistaken. Shout out to Chris Rivera. Is Pedro Aquino the answer to the midfield? If we lose out to him, who's our plan B? With losing Cáceres and most likely selling also too, is Nevada, excuse me, Naveda, the next man up? All right, this is an interesting question, and I'm going to throw it to you. Actually. Yeah, a lot of questions. Um, throwing it to you first, Christian. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on on well, not how to answer so all, right. all these questions. Is Pedro Quino the answer the midfield? I think so. Um, I think he's shown uh, a, a lot of good qualities with Leon. I think he he is a, a key was a key factor in in the championship squad. The only thing I don't like about him, he is a little bit of a hothead. Uh, but so was Guido Rodriguez when he first came, red card machine. Oh. Uh, and it's like the right manager to kind of ground him and be like, listen. Chill. Um, I don't think uh, I, I think he knows that he if he does come, he'll be coming to America and and you know that won't be tolerated here. Uh so I yes, I do think Pedro Kina is a solution to our midfield. Um if we lose out on him, who's our plan B? Uh we don't know yet. It's just right now they're very keen on him. Uh if they don't, then they're gonna have very little time to kind of you know come up with a new plan. But um if not, then most likely with Casares and also out, Naveda could be the next man up. And I don't think this is an option that anyone would uh, would see with bad eyes. Definitely. AJ, is Pedro the answer? If not, is the other Pedro from the, you know, Division B? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Pedro Aquino, if we do get him, yes, he's definitely the answer. We need um a good replacement from Guido because the replacement you have for Guido, yeah, they did not cut it. They definitely were not American material. Like Christian mentioned, he was a key piece into that championship side 
for Leon that won the league this season. But if that does not happen with the losses of Cáceres and also Gonzalez, Naveda, he's the only option you really have left. And I feel like, yeah, it's going to be tough for a youngster like him. You know, you could slot right into that starting 11. But with over time, he's going to improve and he'll become, um, a star, I'd say, a star in um, certain defensive midfield and a star in America. Okay. Nice. I like it. I like it. Uh, just to piggyback off what you guys are saying. Yeah, I think Pedro Aquino coming into America, I think, would be a really, really good fit. He knows the league. He knows the understanding of what, uh, you know, wh- what he needs to do in order to keep some of these players in check. Um, and I hope America does end up getting him. In regards to, uh, you know, who our plan B is, I mean, uh, you, we, could, we could chuck in Baby Yoda in there. And, and that could probably be an option. Who knows? At this point, only America people know. Uh, but I would like to see uh, Naveda get some playing time. I think he's a very good promising option. And, you know, he could be the replacement or the answer for maybe a Pedro Quino later down the road. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, Christian. Thank you again to uh, Chris. And I'm pretty sure we have more questions from him coming up. In yeah, we do right now, actually. So, here we okay, go. well, going back for another question in regards to this. Does America financial problems come from bad contracts, i.e. Uh, Ibarwin, Roger, Gio? Or is there something deeper happening in the club and i'm glad he's asked this question because i have kind of alluded to the situation that america is slowly but surely not getting money anymore i think that uh we're looking at a very very dangerous situation where america is going to no longer be able to compete with the tigres with the monterreys of this uh kind of north american world where uh we just don't have the money um escarga i don't think has taken uh, the financial steps to in, in order to secure a very good profit for this club. Um, I mean, this pandemic's not helped anything either. I think we're even more in the red than we ever thought we would be, or at least earlier on than we would have ever imagined to be. Um, so I, I would really love to be able to take a deep dive into these financials of, of America within the past couple of years, because I do, do think this extends all the way to maybe the start of the the start of the decade somewhere around 2010 something has happened financially that america has just not been able to recuperate um because it's not like we haven't won trophies not like we haven't won stuff it's not like we haven't you know made some pretty good contracts i think it's just something in the underlying issue definitely has happened and i you know some of these contract situations could be chalked up to that as well i mean you're looking at some of these players i mean about win roger and geo alone that's 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 a lot. That's a lot of wages that combined in itself could be a pretty good sum of cash to be able to go buy a player. So, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. And and the sad reality of the truth is that we're living in a modern day of age where the sport is becoming more competitive in the sense of the financial aspect. Uh, contracts are just being more lucrative, more expensive. Um, and unfortunately, that's the way the game is going. And America, I think in the next five, 10 years, won't be able to compete. The the if we follow these kind of same roads that we have been, um, we're not going to be able to sign a player like Gio anymore. We're not going to be able to give contracts to players like uh, Roger or Ibarguen. And we know what these type of players are. So imagine what other players we're going to have to kind of, you know, ultimately have to end up with. Mm-hmm. So I, I've said it time and time again, and I'll say this again: um, it's time for America to be sold. Uh, I, I think Escarga needs to be looking to sell this to. I'll say it again: oil money team is is where we have to be headed. Because um, the financials right now are not looking good for America. I'll, I'll let you guys uh, piggyback off anything. Um, definitely, I, I I do think there is a, a little a little trouble going on there. Um, I don't know if it's to, to the extent that Ivan Ivan puts it. I mean, but it it is definitely heading in that direction, though. I I don't disagree. It is definitely heading in that direction. It's just I do think that a, a lot of clubs 
and I'm pretty sure he's kind of referring to, I guess, transfers not being finalized or, you know, just America looking, I guess, cheap against uh, other clubs. I think it's also the fact that clubs try to take advantage of America because they know that, okay, if you can pay Roger this amount of money, uh, because and and his uh, his performances don't uh, don't um don't don't reflect it don't reflect it on the pitch. Then okay, then he can play this player this money, and then he will reflect it on the on the pitch. So it's it's definitely uh, I think a combination of both uh, to 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 uh, I guess equate to America not finalizing some of these deals. Um, but but I do think Ivan Ivan is in is in the in the right when he says that um I think uh, Emilio needs to start opening up his wallet a little bit. Um, and, and starts uh, laying out some cash on this team because um, right now he is um, he, he, he's letting us down and whether and whether it's just because the, the board wants to go through a new approach. Um, you know, I, I think I said it before and I'll say it again. Vinas is probably the best, worst thing to ever happen to us um, because it, it shows that America is capable of finding the talent. But it's also giving the 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 the, the, the board just like this, this this vision that okay we can get a Venus and we can get Venus in all positions. Uh, so let's go out there and 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 try to find them. And you know we're resulting with players like Leo Suarez and you know et cetera et cetera. So um, there's definitely needs to be some money being uh, pumped into this club. It needs to be soon before things really do start going bad. Definitely, AJ. Anything to add? It's just the thing where it's like we're giving excessive amount of, play- of money to players and wage war. I feel like I don't think they're really worth it. Or like you say, I feel like other teams are taking advantage of America, whether it's because, you know, I guess they're a big club in Mexico, the biggest club in Mexico. And they feel like, OK, we can maybe get to the fork up more money than this player is worth. And I feels like maybe the money gets into the head of some of these players are like, I'm getting paid all this money. This is me. I have to try out. Then when you see that performance reflect on the pitch and then everyone questions we spent x amount of money for this guy and they can't even do a decent job transfers in uh, transfers along the years in america i feel like there are some points where players are doing great and then towards the very end they just plummet down we're just like what happened to them did the money or something happened but i don't know it's one of those things i just feel like something's going on to the america i don't know whether if it's like the jersey being so big for the players like to fit in, or there's the positions they gotta fit in, where it feels like to the point where it's like America just talking way too much money on players where figure not worth the example, like Ale Medina, Toluca are trying to make us fork up seven mil for something that's only played 36 matches for Toluca. And I'm like, why are we need to pay this excessive amount for a player when we can easily find a player? Who knows, maybe just as good as Medina or even better, right? At Forces of the Basi, just right up there. You just got to slide and make the contract up and just talk wages, and that's it. There you go. They're slotted right into the first team, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look, at the end of the day, it's it's the fact that you're just this big club. At the end of the day, you're always going to be upsold. You're never going to find a bargain unless you're looking yeah. for, like, a Venus type of player. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for a player that you know can come out and do the job, you're going to have to sometimes take the risk with it. And look, that's the, that's the name of the game all around the world. There's always going to be losses with signings. Mm-hmm. So it just has to be the thing. Uh, one last thing to add on before we jump on to the next question. Fred Duran saying, uh, Emilio Escarga doesn't need to sell the club necessarily. He could bring in investors for a 51 to 49% ownership. I think that's a promising uh, avenue that maybe America should explore. Freddie, I think you might be onto something. Uh, yeah. Maybe you and Christian can get together and talk about finances in regards to the club because I think maybe Emilio Escarga needs that email being sent to him. But okay, Christian, what is the next question? It is from Hector Sar- Saroni, mm-hmm. 
Hector, look, my man, you know I love you. I'm sorry for butchering that. Uh, <laughs> do you guys like the departure of Pio Cordera? Will it haunt the club in the future? AJ, throw it to you first. Ooh. I like to say yes, depending who we're really arguing our magic, because if the magic doesn't really live to the expectation, it's going to make it's going to look like a complete donut to what we have from mm. Pio. Listen. I'll say uh, I'll, I'll let you finish AJ, but I'm gonna say this once, and I'll say it right now so everyone can hear me. The first loss that America will get in 2021, people are gonna say Piojo would have done better, or Piojo would have done this, or we would have won with Piojo. It's gonna happen. Um, I just hope that it doesn't happen for a prolonged period of time, uh, because I don't think we're being fair in that sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I feel like yes, I like the departure of Piojo, but what's he gonna haunt us the future? Only time would tell. But me personally, I feel like it could potentially help the team in the future. Um, I don't like the departure of Piojo because I think that with a better roster, he would have done better things. But again, we're living in the world of what ifs. And I think you have to be concrete and realistic about what happened rather than what could have happened. So we'll see what happens. I, I, I wish nothing but the best of luck as to whoever comes in and manages us. Except Memo Vasquez. I will not stand with this club <laughs> if Memo Vasquez gets signed. Um, but you know, it, it 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 definitely will haunt America for a while because I think it, this is like when you when when you've been with like in a relationship where you've just been together for so long. It's gonna take a while to kind of you know separate yourself from those memories of like oh my gosh, we used to have piojo and this and that. Like it's gonna take time. It's gonna take time to, if if the results aren't reflecting this new manager's promises, right? So if the results aren't really following, then we're definitely going to be like, oh, did we do the right thing, this and that. But I think that's why the most important thing is that whoever does come in knows that they have a huge job at hand and they know that they have to fill in some pretty big shoes. Um, and so, I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I don't think that it definitely will haunt us at the end of the day. Someone's got to turn that phone off. Yeah, for real. Come on, AJ. <laughs> Take take a second and shut that phone off. All right, I'll just go quick here. Uh, do I like it? Yes. Um, I do think that um that it's it's been it's been coming. Uh, I I don't think that Bioha has uh has very uh reinvested his his playing style. I think uh he made a he made a false promise when he said he was gonna rejuvenate his uh his football mind and and uh, and tactics into the club. Um, false. I didn't see any identity uh, identity on Cuba America whatsoever. This twenty twenty. Uh, I think this will not haunt us in the future. Uh, I think if, if anything, um, we're, like I said before, uh, any first error or any first loss of America, you know, people are, are obviously going to say, Piojo, Piojo this, Piojo, we, we would have won Piojo, Piojo's better than this. Um, then, you know, let it be, but uh, I, 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 I think this was needed for Cuba America. Okay. Okay. Next question. All right. Uh, Eddie here asking us over on Twitter, who are your top five coaches to replace Miguel Herrera? And do not say Master Yoda because I think that he's a lot busy doing other stuff with the Jedi. Um, okay. I'll throw it to you first, AJ. Um, Coaches I can think in mind. Antonio Mohamed, Robert uh, Evoldi, uh Marcelo Gallardo from River Plate, Mateus Almeida. I would even take him. I like that dude. And, um, hey, Arsene Wagner, take him out of retirement time for him to come back and make this team go undefeated. <laughs> he did it once, AJ. He did it once. Do it again. He'll make this team called the Invincibles again. Part two. You guys, to face it, you guys drew a lot more games than one. So. But we went undefeated. That's all that matters. 
And he's talking about we, he's talking about his precious Arsenal. He's not talking about America. So Yo, chill. <laughs> so, um, if he's an Arsenal fan, yes, go at his Twitter and go slander this man because he deserves all the slander in the world for being an Arsenal fan. No. Um, I think I'm on the same boat with AJ, except I, I, I don't think I, I made this the uh, America coach. Um, I think there's um there, there there's people better there. Um, I I, I would I would say his name, but I, I don't want to butcher it. Um, it was the ex Boca ex uh, LA Galaxy coach. Uh, uh, Guillermo, uh, Guillermo yeah. Barashiloto. Yeah, that guy. I think, I, I think, I think, I put that guy in my top five. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He he bottled it pretty bad with Galaxy, but but but, uh, but did to a final of Libertadores. Yeah, which they lost, but but he is a good coach. He is a good coach. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I um. Uh, look, I was joking around with this on Twitter, but I wouldn't mind a Rafa Benitez coming into America either. I think maybe he would be promising as well. You know what? Um, and then, and then that was actually not not a, a concrete rumor, but it was rumored that it was a Spaniard uh, that did not have a club. Uh, it was rumored to come in, and his name did pop around once or twice. Obviously, it, I I like everyone here probably didn't think it was gonna happen, right? But you know, it was a name being thrown in the pot. You know, just like Baby Yoda, just like all these people, it was a name being thrown in the pot. If we're, and then if we're talking about people coming out of retirement, I mean, who better than to get the actual Sir Alex Ferguson? You know? Now that's... That's a no, one type team. He's going to quote once. I was like, give me any player and I can help you win a Champions League. And I mean, hey, he did it with, with what? He had Brown and defense. He had like all these bench players and they ended up winning a Champions League medal. So, I mean, hey. Hey, man. Respect for the GOAT, my guy. Respect <sighs> for the GOAT. But, uh, yeah, those are, those are the names. And let's be honest. I think at the end of the day, uh, if we're being realistic, I think we all just want Sibaldi. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Okay. Sign Sibaldi if you're listening. <laughs> all right, another question from Chris saying, what does America see in Alamedina that they're still willing to talk to Toluca and potentially maybe even pay $7 million for it? AJ? I have no clue what they're really seeing. I constantly keep saying this every single time. Just sign more um Batman Morrison from Forza Basicas. That's it. He'll do the same job as this guy. He's younger than him. Just talk of contact and wages, and there you go. Wet Bob. It's done. You don't need to pay seven mil for someone that's played 36 something games. If I see a 23-year-old coming for your Forza Basicas who only played that amount of games and then hear from Toluca fans and sells like, yeah, go take him, please. I will be really worried and I will probably tell whoever's in that front office, stop, rethink it and think, is the seven mil worth it? No, that's the, that's the, that's the answer I'll give them. Modus and Palma, this is the guy that, um, that, that re-signed with Club America, correct? Yep, yes. for two years. Okay. This is the same guy that the new Fuerza Basica coach um, did not want to let go because it was rumored that he was going to leave Club America, that he had offers from other clubs in the league to potentially be that starter that you were saying. Um, he declined obviously because America did offer him the contract and he stayed. Uh, but this is this is eye opening because uh, you know it's very well it's not very rare but you you know you don't see it often that uh, a Forza Basica coach wants a player to stay uh, because it just identifies you know he feels that he can just help the player grow and he sees something in the player. So I think I agree with uh, with with uh, with AJ here. If um, if Toluca is being being hard to get, if they're asking for eight million for Alan Medina, I think we just stick with our with our Forza Basicas and, and give and give the kid a chance. Yeah, I, I I like Morrison, and I think we need to see more of him. 
I mean, they don't play the same position. I mean, Alan Medina can play in the center, since center mid. I don't think Morrison can do the job right there. But yeah, you know, when you need someone, a player that can be explosive, like Alan Medina is rumored to be, Morrison could be a good option. But who knows? I, I, I honestly don't see what they they see in uh, Alan Medina. I mean, he only has like a freaking potential of 75 on career mode. So <laughs> I don't really see what the point of signing him is. But uh, I mean, who knows? We'll see. Maybe he comes in and changes our mind like Sambuesa did. Um, but okay, moving on from that question to the next one from Seven Alfredo Seven, such a cool at handle. Uh, yeah, should yeah. America go with a uh, solid field coach? Solidified. Oh, excuse me, solidified. Look, it's, it's been a long day. Okay, it's an even longer podcast than I expected it to be. Yes. Uh, but uh, should we go with a solidified coach or try a new and upcomer? I mean, I, I think the answer is pretty much simple, right here. Yes, yeah, solidified. Yeah, you gotta get someone. You need you it get now. Already know. Can't experiment. Can't, can't. Not, not, not when tensions are so high right now with America. All right, Eddie. Again, here with a question saying: list of players who must leave the club now. As Let's all name them. Let's all name them. Come on, let's go here. Ibargüen, Roger, Luis Reyes, Escobosa, uh, also Emma, also Emma. Okay, here we go. Leo Suarez. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 I think he's a good backup. Really? Okay. Um, I don't know. I think I, I think as, as, as a backup. I'm not saying as a starter. As a backup. Okay. Yeah. As last um, Chucho Lopez. He's gotta go. Chucho Lopez. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, uh, uh, did we say Luis Reyes? Yeah, Luis Reyes. I said Luis okay. Reyes. Yeah. Fuentes, I think needs to go. Mm-hmm. Fuentes yeah. as well. Yes. Gotta go. Okay. Why well, we just need the whole squad basically? <laughs> <laughs> There's your list. There's your list. Jesus. Um, okay, a couple more questions here from uh Lugina Mario. Uh, was Piojo really the problem, or does it come from a higher ranking? Given that the important players left out without oh, excuse me, given that important players left without decent signing afterwards. So, what do you guys say? Do Piojo was Piojo really the problem, or was it higher up kind of making this life a little bit more difficult for the players and the manager? I think it's a combination of both. Um, like I said previously, I don't think Bioha was up to, to standards with uh with playing style, uh with, with tactics. Uh, you know, this is this is a, a, a well for me, a coach that didn't really bring anything, I guess, to America in terms of identity. Um I, I think us two can agree with that. And I think the whole Liga Mechis community can agree with us that when they watched an America game, they did not know what the hell was going on. Um it was just Let's see if they can score off of you know whatever spark of uh, of, of brilliance comes from a player, and then that was that. Um, so you know, I you know, I think Piojo was definitely a big problem. Uh, but it also doesn't help that you know that Directiva was being you know I guess more on the on the chief side and on the on the brainless side and, and bringing some of these players in. Uh, so like I said, a combination of both. I'll give it eighty twenty uh, on Piojo's problem side. Yeah, they were being very codos, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it. Um, I, I think it was Piojo too. AJ? Piojo. Simple as that. All righty then. Next question. Quick All one right here. Hector, do you prefer Siboldi or Memo Vasquez? And why Siboldi? Because I can't stand the thought of Memo Vasquez. Man, <laughs> same, 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 same. I just think Siboldi is the better, the better coach. Period. Siboldi just, I feel like he's gotten to more, he's gained um, into playoffs consistently, gets at least his semis or he gets the finals. He won, he won a recent championship with Santos like a couple seasons ago. Mel Vasquez, the last thing he ever done was essentially win the championship with Pumas. That was like, well, back in 2011. 
and just know how he's matched like subpar teams or teams that are decent to get to a Ligia, but then just either losing quarterfinals or semis. So, no, I'm going with Sabogdi in this one. No way, Mel Vasquez. All righty then, Eddie. Should Santiago Baños also get fired? Mm. And who should replace him? Although a lot of rumors have been saying that he is next in line to get mm-hmm. cut. I don't know, gentlemen. What do you think? Number one, those rumors, they are true. They won't happen this semester, though. Um, let's 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 revisit this in six months. Um, should he get fired? My personal opinion, uh, I think it's time. Uh, just like Bioho, I think uh, it, there comes a cycle with even board members. Yes, they do pass their time. A uh, new cycle needs to come in. Uh, and I think he's done. Uh, who should come in and replace him? That's just, there's a world of people who come and replace him. Uh, but I think we need to take a, a page out of, out of European teams and kind of, I think, bring in someone who really identifies himself with the club and knows what, what, what this club is about and what it, what it entails and, you know, what it needs to bring on a day-to-day basis. Um, so from, from that, you know, I can leave it with a million options, right? Um, I guess the one that people want to hear is Pavel Pardo. Um, but uh, that's up to you guys, though. Everyone asking for Pardo, Pardo, probably yeah, like freaking Carlos Infante or something. Uh, <laughs> or Rosine. Yeah. Yo. No, no. I mean, I think oh, bring all oh. the Brazilians now. Okay, Negro. <laughs> Navarrete, <laughs> go forget playing Navarrete. for Navarrete. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> Hang the gloves up. I'm leaving. Time to retire. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like it's time. I mean, also did... But I also did learn something new about Banyos. My dad told me he was an assistant manager before he became the sporting director. I was like, wait, yeah, what? That's crazy. So, yeah, no, I saw it. It's like, yo, that's crazy. But, no. So, the question, I feel like it's, I think his time is up. He needs to see, search elsewhere. And then for who should replace him, like Christian said, there's a lot of candidates right out there. It's just find the one that I feel like that knows what they can do to get America back into winning tiles consistently. So, like, Pavel Barlow who's playing at America for a long time. You can get some guys like him or someone that knows what they need to do in their role to help a team out. That's who you got to go with at the end of the day. Interesting. Okay. Well, let's move on into the next question here, Christian. All right. Eddie, again, with this really good question, will Nico Castillo actually play next season? And if so, will he get injured again? Should he be signed up is the real question, or will he is actually the real question? Because AJ. He was a he was a Piojo player, and now with Piojo not here, uh, is he looking to be at risk of not being with this club anymore? It's really tough because like he's gone through a lot. We spent a lot of money on this guy as well, who was a complete bust at Benfica in Portugal. It's honestly like I don't know if he's gonna play like seeing support. That's a room that he's gonna be registered as a player. But like he's mentioned, he was a player that he was a player that Piojo brought to the team. And with the new coach that does come in, who knows what his fate's going to be at, at America. And if he does injure again, I mean, hey, apparently the medical staff are also leaving as well. If that's the case, thank God. Get player, get people that are probably actually licensed because I feel like these guys are like the Jueseros in Mexico that don't have the actual licenses to treat people. And I'm like, I wouldn't want any player to be going to those kind of guys that really cannot figure out how to treat an injury. But no, will he play, ne- will he play next season? Me? I personally don't think so. And we, if so, he gets injured again. If he does happen to come back, only time will tell. I don't know if this guy's completely 100% fit or not. So Now that Gibber is gone, do you think we have less injuries or more injuries now? Uh, time will tell. Time will time tell. Time will tell, right? Okay. Yeah. 
Hopefully it's interesting though, right? Because <laughs> I think I think everyone's also excited to see uh, that you know Gibber is also out of Club America. Um, so so we'll 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 see how injuries from here on uh go go on. But Nico Castillo will he actually play? I think he will. Um, but he needs to be patient though. I I, I don't think there needs to be a rush on his part. Um, there seems like a lot of a lot of determination and a lot of rush and uh, to get back on the field. And uh, I understand why. Um, it's just I think he needs to put his health first and you know make sure that he is at 100% fit uh, to play for Cuba America. Um, so um, so I do see him playing, uh, just not right away. Okay, interesting. All right, next question. Okay, uh, your uncle Eagle. Your uncle Eagle. Oh, your uncle Eagle. There you go. Mm-hmm. See, oh my God, such such creative names. Describe America 2020 to America 2008, and this is by far one of my most favorite questions. Oh, exactly. AJ, I won't throw it to you because you wouldn't yeah. be able to describe this question very well. But Christian, I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Okay, listen, America 2008 is a whole different beast. Listen, you cannot compare America 2020 to 2008, all right? Listen, in 2008, we were 17th. We were 17th place watching Chivas. Be the number one team in the, in, in the in, in the continent, and that was that was for me. That was a lot. but 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 let's not forget we did make strides in international tournaments, though. Let's not forget, Ivan. I think you remember that we did make an important stride in the How? international I don't know. tournament. <laughs> how I have no idea as well, but it happened though. And how it happened, it's just next to remarkable, next to impossible. But we did it though, and that's, that's only something Kula Medic can do. That a seventeenth place team can make that kind of a run in the international tournament is impressive but in terms of, of la liga playing style um this is probably the worst team the, the worst year i ever had being an america fan um knowing that your team was going up against puebla and knowing that we were probably going to lose three nothing was definitely um a fear in itself but america 2008 was completely different from 2020 um 2008 i gave it a, a three out of ten in 2020 it's more it's more like a six out of ten yeah, I mean, it, when you look at America 2008, one word would describe it is pain. Absolute pain. Sorry. America 2020, discouraging. Disappointing. Not pain. Pain is America 2008. God, man. If you guys want to watch Pain, go, 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 re, go re-watch America 2008 and Liga MX matches. And then you go tell me uh, which one was worse. <laughs> Definitely. Angel Reina was our freaking... Uh, main man, but okay. Uh, going on to another question: What formation would make Christian happy? Also, by the way, before we uh, answer this question, happy late birthday, Christian. Uh, we didn't get to talk about it, uh, but happy late birthday. I hope you enjoyed your birthday. And I, I actually, not. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. But uh, look, uh, you know, wish you the best of uh, you know, the best of stuff, and uh, happy birthday again, my man. Uh, what formation would make you happy? Well, first of all, thank you. Uh, thank you to both of you. Um, very kind messages from both of you on Saturday. Um, yes, it wasn't the, the the greatest ending to my birthday, but I did have fun. I did enjoy myself. So thank you, everyone uh, who wished me a happy birthday. Uh, formation. I, I prefer the 4231 or a 442 four, diamond. Okay. That, is my that would make you happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's uh, a good good one. All righty then. The day-old question that every Americanista or every even Mexican eventually has to face, and we're going to talk about it in this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Eddie asks, menudo or pozole? Gentlemen? Pozole. Which one? Pozole? So, All right. AJ? 
I'm about to get heat because I never had those two in my life. Oh my god, AJ. It's over for me. AJ, someone come you there his his ad is right there, ladies and gentlemen. Go roast this man. Not to be an Arsenal fan, but for not having menudo or pozole in his life. Jesus Christ. But yes, I'm with you, Christian. All right, and then Jacob, what would you guys improve for next season? Everything. But it's just like the whole squad has to have an improvement. And then we can go off of that and judge what we could slowly improve from there on. Mm-hmm. I guess break it down in simple terms. We get a new match. That's one thing. We improve that entire starting 11 because that cannot be a starting you cannot win anything with and then go into the bench at the, and then go into the bench. And then from there on, get your formation going, get the coach tactics, and there you go. I feel that's what's going to be needed. Remember Septile saying, just sad. <laughs> so sad. All right, then. Where did all the Bettys and port- Porto money go? We, we we were talking about this earlier about the financial stuff. It's the million dollar yeah. question. Where did that it go? Is, I don't know, but Televisa is making some good shows nowadays and some really good actors, so maybe it went yeah. there. Yeah. All right. Um, let me just read off. I think we have two more questions, and they just came in late through um through our Twitter. Uh, Jacob Leo asks, "Were you guys nervous when you interviewed Jen Munoz?" Uh yes, yes. Um, these guys were completely nervous, uh, Christian and Dylan, and so was I. Uh, she likes me the best didn't... out of all three, if you guys want to know. She likes me the best out of us three. <laughs> well, well, we'll have her back on the podcast and so she can clarify that. But uh, I think we were nervous to mess up. We, we just really want to make a really good impression um, mm-hmm. on Jen and the club because we knew that they were going to be keeping a close eye on the interview as well. Um, that we just wanted to make sure everything worked out perfectly, but we're scared that the worst thing was going to possible happen in regards to technical difficulties. But um, at the end of the day, it was fun. It was great. Jen is just an amazing person. Uh, and hopefully we can have her back for next season so to talk more uh, Lady Aguilas with us. Yes, perfect. And uh, last question, last question. Uh, thank you, everyone, to, who asked us the question. Uh, here we go. Same guy, Jacob Blair. He asked, current... Uh, current fairy players at America and Ivan, you cannot say Ochoa. Oh man, that was a really good question. <laughs> AJ, you go first. Um, favorite players. Favorite, I guess. Give, give your top three. And, and, and just to make sure, and di- from this roster, from this roster, from this roster, right now. God, that's hard in itself. <laughs> um, I Federico. I got Federico Viñas. Um, Jorge Sanchez. And mm-hmm. I mean, I got yo for me, but I like him. Chucho Lopez. Oh, I know you do. All right, uh, let me let, let 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 me save everyone from that list. Uh, I'm gonna go with obviously Nicolas Benedetti, Federico Vinas, and um, I don't know if we can't say Ochoa. Then um, I can't say Ochoa. No, I don't think you guys can't. I mean, I like Ochoa, but everyone likes Ochoa, right? So who doesn't? I mean, so like, let's pick someone else. Probably not on Twitter. Um, well, yeah, probably, but um, let's see. That's Twitter. Actually, you know what? We're we're gonna go with Sebas Cáceres. I I I think I think he still he still can uh can can improve a lot under us, and and I'm excited to see his progress. So Benedetti, Vinas, Sebas Cáceres. I'm so disappointed that none of you guys were mentioning Ochoa, but since I can't say it, um, I'm definitely going uh Richard Sanchez, uh Federico Vinas. Um, and I definitely do enjoy me a little bit of Henry Martin and then for Henry Martin. And then, but, uh, okay. mm-hmm. yeah, those are my top three. And those are all the questions. 
And those are all the questions. And that is the end of the year for us. Thank all right, you guys see you so later, much. guys. I'm out. See you later. All right, bye. <laughs> no, thank you again so much to everyone. Um, it means the world that all of you guys stuck around here for an hour and 22 minutes. Again, we apologize for the long episode, but so much had to be talked about. And uh, at the end of the day, well, um, we're just happy. We made it through another year. Gentlemen, I'm extremely happy. I'm extremely proud of all of you. Um, just a Best co-host a guy could ever ask for. Uh, Jimenez, the best French player who's ever played in Liga Mekis. And That's there is no agree. one or any other player out there that can, you know, rival that. Uh, but yes, uh, what a player. Just never Yo, did anything for a middle the, the legendary quote he said at the end when we won the champion. You know, he said, not a pero, and on campeonato. Legendary right there. Did nothing what? won a title. That is a legend in itself. But again, thank you to everyone. Um, really, it means the world for us that you guys came out here. We're going to strive to do a better job. Let us know if you guys like anything to change here at the Eagle Eye Podcast. If there's any Please. room for improvement here. We want to hear feedback from you guys. It's the most important thing to us is if you guys can tell us what you guys like, what you guys don't like, and what you guys want to see incorporated. Again, it would mean the world to us. And I promise you, we read every single bit of criticism and positive stuff that you guys have to say towards us. It builds us, it helps us. And at the end of the day, this show is uh, for you guys. And at, we just want you guys to enjoy it to the fullest, whether you're listening to this on your way to work or whether you're tuning in every, every Tuesday and Thursdays to watch and talk to us at the end of the day, we just want everything to be for you guys and to give you guys the best experience possible. So we will read everything that you guys have to say in regards to this, but again, keep them coming. Reach to us, follow us over on Twitter, DM us, whatever the case may be. We're always open for a discussion and we always enjoy a good America talk. All right, gentlemen, that wraps up 2020, a year to forget, not just in the sense of America, but as a year as a, as a whole. Uh, we want to thank every single one of you guys. We hope that you guys stay safe out there. Please wear your mask. Uh, gentlemen, anything last words before we wrap it up? Yeah, you know, just uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go with the. Uh... You know, I'm I'm very excited to, to once again be a part of the Eli podcast for a whole nother year. Um, it's it's it definitely hasn't been the best year uh, for anybody here, but um, you know, I I I, I really do appreciate uh, everyone coming out uh, every single week, uh, listening to us, uh, every tweet that we get. Uh, it means it means the world to me, and uh, you know, I just look for more, look forward to it in 2021. Favorite time of the week, right? Favorite time of the week, you know that. There you go. All right, AJ, any last words? Just really just thank you so much to Ivan, to Christian, to Dylan, just for inviting me here onto the team. I just would have never thought, like, you know, when I have my blue creams count, I'd just be invited for one episode to talk. You know, America fan is like, oh, okay, that's it. Back to just my regular daily scheduled, you know, program, just tweeting stuff for America. But then when you just gave me the invite to join the scene, I immediately said from the top of my head, yes, I'm joining this team because it makes my Tuesdays a whole lot better because every single Tuesday I wake up and I'm like, podcast day let's go i'm excited for it but just no just it was really great to just get to talk everything america with all of you guys and just get to interact with um with our fans here that follow the eagle eye podcast it's really awesome i can't wait for what 2021 has us has in it for in store for all of us and ju and just for everything america and just hopefully for the world to be better in 2021 so just thank you so much for inviting me onto here really appreciate it 
No, definitely. You're glad that you're part of the family. And then I'll, I'll say this, and I've kept saying this, uh, whether it's here or on another podcast, uh, your, inclu- your inclusion to the team it has been detrimental for us covering the ladies, and it wouldn't have been possible to do it the way that we did if it wasn't for you. So, again, thank you so much, AJ. And, uh, you know, everyone's saying this. They're expecting big things from you in 2021. So you got to live up to the expectation, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All righty, then. All right. Thank you again. Um, let's just – remember that 85 I, earlier I said about Siboldi coming to America? Uh-huh. It just jumped to a 95. Just leave it at that. It is a 95, ladies and gentlemen. Tipoldi might be on the verge of signing for Las Aguilas del America. But hey, you guys want any more news? You guys know where to follow and find that information. Okay. With that said, everyone, thank you so much. Have a wonderful night. Make sure you guys are stay safe. Happy holidays from all of us here at the Eagle Eye Podcast. Merry Christmas. And to all, a wonderful, blessed, and happy new year. We'll be back next year to talk all things Las Aguilas del America with hopefully new layouts, new graphics, and new everything to keep you guys up and ready for the new start of the season. Gentlemen, thank you again for everything. Again, it's been a wonderful time. Wouldn't have asked for another better place to do it. To our beloved Cowboy, thank you so much for everything that you've been doing for us. We expect for you to be back on for next year. Hopefully that ACL can uh, can be fixed up and ready to go. And uh, yeah, to everyone and everyone that has been following us, watching us, again, I repeat this and I'll repeat it again, time and time again. Thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful night. Take care and uh, be safe. And as always, Arriba America. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.